Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green Show. I'm just looking at some headlines over the last uh, couple of weeks that had to do with the conflict between Alberta and British Columbia. And uh, in sequence, Alberta shrugs off B.C. legal challenge on wine ban, says much more at stake. And then there's another one. Alberta and B.C. agree to a truce in pipeline dispute. Oh, no, out of sequence. Alberta government says B.C. breaking rules of confederation in full-page newspaper ad, I thought there was going to be a real good snowball lobbing across the Rockies fight between Alberta and British Columbia. And a very important issue. It's the pipeline issue. And it's getting the oil and the bitumen out of Alberta and getting it to the uh, ports in B.C. and getting it sold internationally because selling the stuff to the United States, it's sold at discount, and it doesn't help Alberta. It doesn't help the rest of Canada. So you had Alberta and British Columbia at each other's throats, and the question now is did both the Alberta and the British Columbia premiers blink at the same time because the wine's flowing back from British Columbia into Alberta, and the premier of British Columbia has said he'll go to the courts and let them decide about whether or not they can do what they want to do with Northern Gateway, which upset Alberta. So I'm going to turn things over for comment to uh, two fellow broadcasters, two colleagues, chorus colleagues in in Western Canada, Ryan Jesperson of the Ryan Jesperson Show on 630 Ched in Edmonton. Ryan was with us the first time we talked about this. Welcome back, my friend. It's great to be back, Roy. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, John Daly on the beat again, host on CKNW Radio in Vancouver. Uh, is it okay to say veteran broadcaster? That's what they say about oh, me. Oh, sure. Just say he's an old guy. They always say okay. to veteran broadcaster. Hey, listen, Roy, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's great to speak with, with you, John. So, uh, Ryan, let me start with you. Who blinked? Did uh, Rachel Notley blink? Did John Horgan blink? Did nobody blink? Was it just a matter of practicality? Well, you know, uh, Roy, anybody that's, that's as a youth undergone a staring contest knows that you never want to be the one that blinks first. It's perceived as a negative. But at the same time, as, as youngsters, we're taught that it's okay to walk away from a fight that doesn't make sense. So, mm-hmm. so maybe we give credit to both parties here, but I think it's safe to say that when Premier Horgan uh, told British Columbians that they were going to take this to the courts, and let the courts decide whether or not they had a case. That's something Premier Rachel Notley had been calling for. That's something she was comfortable for. And it prompted her to lift a wine ban that I'm sure she didn't want place in the first place. Uh, John, how do you assess things from, uh, from the snow belt? Well, a lot of people here, yeah, it is snowing like anything, or at least it has been. And the, the mountains are beautiful today here in Vancouver and British Columbia. It looks fantastic. But, uh, okay, 
a lot of people think that Horgan linked, Premier Horgan linked. I don't myself. I think it's just common sense. This thing had to go to court. Uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was clearly a reference case. It's kind of like uh, like what they would say in the states. It's a states' rights versus a federal rights case. So, you know, does does BC have the right to regulate uh, bitumen coming out of the end of a pipeline into uh, Burrard Inlet, uh, going onto boats? Uh, to the extent that basically it's a ban, you know, after the National Energy Board, which is no longer, but it was, and, and permitted it, said it's okay. You know, I mean, who's got the power here? Is it Ottawa? Is it, is it B.C.? And frankly, it needs to be addressed in a logical, legal, thoughtful, careful, uh, appropriate manner, and not with some sort of backstabbing, uh, you know, snarky kind of uh, low-level... Uh, wine bans and trade bans and this kind of thing. I remember there was going to be another lawsuit uh, from BC uh, against Alberta basically saying, look, we've, we've got an interprovincial trade agreement and you're violating it and you're going to get, you know, you're going to get your knuckles wrapped for that. So, I mean, okay, let's just, let's just let cooler heads prevail. Frankly, I think uh, BC NDP uh, um, Attorney General David Eby uh, may have given some advice for it. You know, what's interesting, the emails that I see from uh, ordinary Joes and Janes and Roys is that uh, Alberta ran an ad that worried that British Columbia and Alberta economies may suffer seriously uh, because of this dispute and that it would harm the national economy. And I would add to that, by drilling and refining or not refining and moving oil and gas through pipelines to wind up in energy-dependent nations, the national economy of Canada would experience a real growth, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't face more billions of dollars of deficit spending, which Ottawa will, will no doubt announce on Tuesday in the yeah. federal budget. Why aren't we using what we have that other nations need to our national benefit? Well, and Roy, if you, if you, if you bring that message to the province of Alberta, you'll be met with a chorus uh, of people that agree with you. I mean, that's been the message out of Alberta, uh, not for months, but for years and, and for decades. And, and we recognize uh, two things here as Albertans. Number one, this pipeline project, this Transmountain expansion is incredibly important uh, to the political fortunes of our political uh, of our provincial government right now. Premier Rachel Notley needs this pipeline to happen for two reasons. Number one, she needs to show Albertans proof of performance if she wants to get reelected. And number two, our government, Alberta's government, desperately needs to get out of a double-digit deficit situation. Albertans aren't necessarily familiar with that type of situation. Federally, everybody knows the Trudeau government, you could say the same thing. They sure could use the resource revenue that will be coming to Ottawa with an expansion of this project. But we also know, as we pointed out uh, just a short time ago on your show, that the Prime Minister's political fortunes in the Lower Mainland can't be taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm not surprised to see Ottawa staying absolutely out of this, including uh, a failure to even commit to join British Columbia in seeing if the courts have jurisdiction here. Ottawa didn't want to indicate, I don't think even for a second, that it might not have veto power or the green light power on this one. We know that they do. And I think everybody believes that, uh, as is the case in in a democratic and and civilized society, you put this in front of the judiciary, you take it to court, you let them sort it out, and let's move forward without delay. That's the key point, though. How long will this be delayed? And what impact will it have on Kinder Morgan's investment? 
Uh, John, what about the uh, Mr. Trudeau getting back into the game or being yanked into the game where the federal well, government will, is going to have a role to play? He, of course, the, the whether or not they were, uh, you know, on this thing. John, we've got a problem with your, we have a problem with your phone. Uh, it's a techno okay. problem. It's the warble, the techno warble. Oh, it happened. What? I'm going to say let me see if we can, maybe we can get it a little better. We'll work with John on that. But, uh, Ryan, there's also the proposed Eagle Spirit Pipeline, $16 billion. It's a project on First Nations land, which those First Nations are approving of. And the challenge for the Eagle Spirit Pipeline is the tanker ban, Trudeau announced for the B.C. coast, of course. And we had Calvin Helene on the program a few weeks ago, and they're ready to go full bore uh, in court or wherever they have to in order to get that pipeline built. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is what makes this particularly interesting, Roy, is we understand that this is not necessarily the, a discussion of, of Alberta versus British Columbia. There are many British Columbians uh, to whom this pipeline project, these pipeline projects, including Eagle Spirit, like you're referencing, uh, it's important to them as well. Indigenous communities, uh, residents of B.C.'s interior and B.C.'s northern regions, uh, to whom this would mean uh, uh, many months, if not years of work, and obviously huge uh, infrastructure investment and investment into their communities. That's why when we bring this back to the wine ban, it's very interesting, too. Many of, uh, of, of if you look at B.C. by region, many of the, the entrepreneurs and the winemakers that were, you know, I- impacted by this ban, though I would argue the impact was minimal considering the relatively short time frame many of them many of these winemakers many of the residents of the interior are actually supportive of this pipeline expansion and that's why i think many people are are happy to see it out of the headlines out of the political sphere and getting into the courts and uh, john how does this play out eventually and finally how do you think well i think you know uh, as ryan says you know we're at we're at 48 percent uh, support for BC's position in this whole thing on the Angus Reid poll. It's it and and remember, uh, Horgan's got a, uh, mar- a razor thin uh, majority with his uh, you know with his government here, only supported by the Green Party. If he, the Green Party steps away from him, he's in trouble big time. So the government could collapse. So uh, I think everybody's pleased to see it go to the BC, uh, or sorry, the Canadian uh, Supreme Court. It's got to go there. And frankly, I think they'll deal with it PDQ. I don't think they're going to sit on their hands on this puppy. They're going to get moving on it. They better. And, and that'll be fine. Yeah. We need an answer. Yeah, we do. We blank. All of us. All of us, B.C. and Alberta, because you're both directly involved, but the rest yeah. of us are yeah. also involved because our economies are largely and significantly dependent on what happens with our natural resources. We're definitely resource dependent. And, uh, you know, remember, B.C. was always a resource. uh, I mean, it's changed now, but, I mean, we we depended on mining. We depended on uh, timber uh, and export. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we have uh, the Albertans trying to export their uh, bitumen uh, oil, which uh, is much more valuable in foreign markets than it is pumping into the States. And, you know, they've got a reasonable case. They've gone through all of the hoops. They've got the approval. But you've got to remember, B.C. is the bastion of environmentalists. And, you know, the protests are continuing. Like, even today, there'll be a protest against the Kinder Morgan pipeline. Every day, virtually, there's a protest against this thing. So Horgan's aware of that, and I think he's real glad to see this go to the 
uh, Supreme Court in Ottawa. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for the time. Ryan, great speaking with you again. John, good touching base with you, and I'm sure we'll be back at it again. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, brother. Thanks, guys. Ryan Jasperson and John Daly from 630 Chad and 980 CKNW, respectively. My number is 800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. You know, this country has no reason to be even one penny in debt. We have such tremendous natural resource uh, availability. We, have, we can bring the natural resources that Canada has in abundance to international markets that require them. They always want them. They need them. And they're willing to pay big for what we have. So why in the world are we not doing what needs to be done? And that is export our natural resources, our oil and our gas, to nations that are begging for it and will pay big money for it. We have social programs that are heavily in debt. We have a national health care system, which is, of course, also a social program, which is in, I would say, desperate trouble as far as money is concerned. And we all know about the uh, backups in hospitals, getting patients into the hospitals when they need to get into them. Doing, bringing the money that is available that other countries will spend and deliver here to our treasury now, today, and not taking that money and not using that money to the benefit of everyone in Canada is insane. 800-263-2428 is the number. I know there are people who see the world through a different prism. You call two, please. 800-263-2428 is my number. Who's managing the situation better, John Horgan or Rachel Notley? What's your assessment of the involvement of the prime minister? So, um, and if you're in another province other than B.C. and Alberta, would you agree that they ought to get on with it and export the stuff and bring the money into Canada, fair exchange to the benefit of us all? 800-263-2428 is the number. Your calls, your comments, your thoughts, your reviews, your opinions when we return.